We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. And then after four years, we could have given Wando this uh, stream of Skylar talking about him as like a gift when he breaks the record. Right, right. There'll be 12 hours of him talking about how he'll break the record next week. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Thursday, March 7th, by J.D. Bazo, Skylar Redpath, and Daniel Bramlett to talk about some fantasy MLS. I am going to go right to Daniel because he is the one who finished ahead of everybody in GPPs last week. Daniel, thank how's it going? You, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, man. Oh, it's going good. It's going great. I'm uh, still basking in the glow of uh, finishing fourth in the uh, the big uh, kickoff GPP, but mm-hmm. kind of hurts because I ignored the great advice that my uh, fellow podcasters gave to hold out for Espinoza, and uh, he ended up knocking me out from first to fourth here in the last Ooh. final few minutes of the uh, San Jose game, just racking up corners. So that's on me. Uh-huh. Um, Espinoza, one of the plethora of value plays that you guys dispensed last week. Um, 
JD, is there anyone that jumped out at you that either uh, you think we'll be looking at who's going to be 8,000 next week or kind of what, what were the big, what was the biggest surprise for you in terms of guys who ended up playing that we should be able to take advantage of? That started out really cheap. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think Espinosa is going to climb up that high. I think maybe someone like Frankowski is getting a lot of buzz and that Chicago front four looks pretty good. So I think he could probably get into that range pretty quickly um, I mean, some of the bigger name guys that came in for sure, like PT, um, I don't know, but I don't think anyone that was, that was super, uh, bottom of the barrel price wise is going to, going to jump up quite that quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Skylar, what about you? Anyone, uh, anyone that you liked last week that paid off? Yeah. Espinoza, um, came through, I think he had like 15 crosses. He had the majority of set pieces for San Jose. And uh, looking at this main slate on Saturday, I mean, a handful of players got a price bump. Like I see Jordan Morris is up from 4,900. He's up to 7,100. Like, that's one that jumped out at me. But a lot of these cheap guys that we latched onto on, on opening weekend, I mean, I don't know if uh, DK was missing the data from, from the first week or what, but we're going to get another another go at some of these uh, these cheap guys. So I'm looking forward to rolling Espinosa out again. Yeah, for sure. We – um. DraftKings doesn't seem to have the latest or last week's game logs within the player pages there. All of them are available on rotowire.com slash soccer. So I'll drop that if you're looking nice. for actual stats for, for last <laughs> week. But yeah, we've got a four-game slate for this week. Starts at 5 o'clock Eastern. Montreal um, against Houston. We've got Vancouver at RSL. Minnesota at San Jose. So we've got another Wando uh, opportunity since... Um, he didn't quite Let's break not the go record. there. Let's not go there. We're, no, Wait. okay. Oh, we'll get there. Don't don't think we're going to avoid that. Um, and then Colorado at Seattle. Um, JD, how much of these Seattle stats from last week can we really uh, learn from since they just absolutely blistered FC Cincinnati? Yeah, I think we need to take that one with a grain of salt. Um, FC Cincinnati was not really ready for it, and I I mean it's fair to expect that roster they had did not quite compete with Seattle who probably are competing for a top-two spot in the Western Conference. Um, my big takeaways are that Victor Rodriguez looked really good. He's shown flashes before, but never really strung a ton of great games together. So I think he's definitely a factor moving forward. And Jordan Morris is obviously back as well. Um, so I don't think we're surprised by Rui Diaz or Ladero. Yeah. Although people seem to think Ladero had a bad week one. I mean, he scored... And he had three shots on goal, which is tied for the league lead in week one. So um, I, I wouldn't really say he had a bad week by any means. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're rolling with him again going into Colorado. It should be a, a little stiffer of a test, but not, not that much more. Yeah. Skylar, you look like you're going to have Ladero again. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have him on this four-game slate. I mean, he's probably the first guy in my lineup. So, I mean, the matchup at home against Colorado is not like one that you'd want to avoid so uh, i don't mind paying up i mean i mentioned earlier we've still got these value plays um espinoza i think uh huang if you want to go there and um he's a he's in a good value again so we're gonna have the funds i think to squeeze in some of the the heavy artillery like ladero i just i don't see any reason um to fade him again this week Mm -hmm. okay uh daniel you are a big 
um, Darwin Quintero guy. I think it's mostly because he used to play in Liga MX, and you, that's your uh, right in your wheelhouse. But uh, you talked him up last week. He exploded for a huge game. You think you're going to have him again? Yeah, I think I'll have him. And uh, I almost – I don't think there's any way to fade Ladero. I agree with the guys. But I was really impressed with V-Rod. And I, I feel yeah. like we're going to see V-Rod maybe start to cut into that production a little bit. But I don't think it's this week. So I could definitely see myself starting the lineup with Ladero and Quintero up top for sure. There's definitely plenty of value to, to easily get those guys in. But exactly. Are we are we missing anyone in kind of the upper tier there, J.D.? I think Quintero and Ladero are the biggest two. If Victor Rodriguez was like $2,000 cheaper, <laughs> I would consider like replacing Ladero with him and hoping to approximate that production. But Ladero's on penalties most likely, and also he's taking more set pieces and corners. So that really vaults him ahead of Rodriguez, and he's only 1000 more, so I don't think we can really pivot downward quite yet. But... um I don't see anyone in the the upper range that I would consider ahead of Quintero and Ladero, really. I mean, unless you like Rui Diaz. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he's definitely fine, but he's not, like, my go-to. Um, Piotti would probably be the next guy I'd think about with Houston coming off of CCL, but um, I'm not sold on that either. Yeah, the, the way I always look at it when I am tempted by two really expensive guys i kind of look at the other expensive ones and i'm like who am i going to regret not having and there just doesn't really seem to be a long list of those guys this week no i I think the next guy would be rusnak at 8100 in terms of like a can't miss type of player Mm -hmm. um and squeezing uh those three in actually is tough this week i think oh i I found it pretty easy but maybe i'm overestimating um it i think it's because i want vaco as Ooh. well wow mr san jose anti san jose is now very pro san jose not anti san jose <laughs> anti san jose defense okay okay anti wando well i mean this <laughs> even really uh, never mind <laughs> I'll, hey i'll have him in one, in one of my 14 gpp lineups he did great last week just slam him back in there <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing the, the low ownership man it's gonna catapult me to the top that's it. That's what it'll always be. Um, Skylar, were you looking at the Houston guys, or is there just an expectation they won't play after um, Champions League this week? Uh, I'm considering them. A um, little salty about Albert Thelise. I know uh, Daniel was gloating at, at the top of the podcast about finishing top five. I think I was right there a few spots behind him in ninth with a, a five spot out of Albert Thelise for – Four points out of first, so you, you know Albert Delise has a good game for me. Then I'm right up there with uh, with Daniel and um, collecting my thousand dollars. But he, no, he that? had an assist. He had an assist basically, but Boniac Garcia was a foot offsides and couldn't slow his wow. run down. Don't tell me that. I didn't even see it. That would have only been uh, three more points though, right? Uh, yeah, something like that on DK. Yeah. Or on regular main slate i'm i'm i've been playing too much showdown lately so i gotta, I gotta make sure i know what, what point system yeah you're just doubling everything here. yeah you're used to doubling right everything. Uh, but no i mean i like uh i like kyoto this week if he starts i want to keep an eye on the starting lineup and see if uh if tomas martinez is out then i think uh kyoto took the majority of their set pieces mm-hmm. with with uh, martinez out of the lineup and kyoto actually had a pretty good game i think he ended up with uh 
12 nine, crosses. Yeah. Nine um, and a half points. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's just without goals or assists. He only got, got off one shot, but I mean, that's a, that's a forward that's not quite like premium range. He's kind of in between like, you know, value and, and premium. So 8,300, I could, I could uh, see myself rostering Kyoto if the, the lineup sets up right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't even play the full game. 76 minutes, and out of those 12 crosses, half of them were open play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think just you know, just to add to that, you, you mentioned CCL. Um, I just I feel like Houston probably just shot themselves in the foot. They're down 2-0 heading back to Mexico, so I feel like they probably know that they don't have a shot. I mean, you know they're not just going to go out there and just throw out a, a clown car lineup like uh Sporting Kansas City did in Panama last night, but um, I just uh, the odds are stacked against them. So I feel like they might um, throw more of their their eggs in the basket at home against Montreal in the uh, the league match instead of trying to you know bank on a comeback in Mexico, which is very rare. Yeah, it's probably not happening, but they have a chance. They played them tough for like seventy minutes. It was just like a, a eight minute chunk or so that killed them. That could be a nice I also game. realized that was at home, but half the stadium was at least T-Grace fans. So. <laughs> right. Um, and away game at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the guy that we haven't mentioned who's kind of in this range also took a majority of set pieces for his team, and that's Jordi Reyna. Does playing at RSL, I mean, not, not that that's like that tough of a matchup, but it's not the easiest. Is that a guy that you guys are – even really looking at it seems like there are just enough options here that rain is kind of going to be overlooked at least in cash yeah i think you're right he's like um he's definitely in consideration but there's a lot of other people in that range or enough that i probably am not going to end up with too much of him yeah like i look uh, at him as like he's fine and i'm not yeah, sure other... i need to roster fine yeah he is on a lot of set pieces but the one thing that bothers me is i can't ever tell in the last game if it was him or last bangora and they have like the same wild haircut, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, that's Bangor. I have him some lineups, and then it turned out it was Reyna, and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's fair. For that reason, I'm not using him. <laughs> um, JD, you mentioned Vaco earlier. What makes you go Vaco over Erickson? I feel like this is a conversation we had multiple times last year, but it's kind of still around. I think they both run some set pieces yeah. in the first week. Um, and obviously so is Espinoza, mm-hmm. but I think Vaco is just, he's, it's weird to say he's more involved in creating because he's no longer the central attacker. It's Erickson. Right. Um, uh, but Erickson's kind of more like a second forward playing off a of Wando a little bit. Um, and I still think Vaco's the guy kind of pulling the strings, cutting inside. I think he's more likely to get crosses. And him and Erickson have relatively the same goal chance, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, Skyler, how do you look at that situation? It's tough. Yeah, I like Vodka a little bit more, too. I think his minutes are probably a little safer. Um, looks like Erickson came off in the 69th minute, mm-hmm. week one. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess Erickson took two of the seven corner kicks. It was Espinosa on the other five. Um, but, I mean, Vodka feels like he's he's a little bit more of a uh, like JD said it just feels like he's a little bit more involved across the board um, Erickson he has the big games here and there it just feels like Vaca's maybe a little more consistent 
Yeah, I think Vaca's really well suited to this system, like the high pressure. And I think he's the type of player that if you pop a ball loose or there's like an odd man break or they're really pushing the attack, he's going to benefit more than Erickson. Erickson's not that athletic. And um, sometimes I think he has a way of just not being that involved in the game. So we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on it as things develop this year with the, the new coach and um, San Jose kind of doing some different things. But for now, I'm sticking with Vaco. Okay. All right. Um, Skyler, who's the next guy kind of going down the salary scale that you're considering? Uh, Wando. <laughs> Is that, no, um, I, I didn't, I didn't mean that as a Wando, Jesus. um, as a Wando segue, <laughs> no. but you would, you, you skip right over Jordan Morris for Wando. Well, I think Jordan Morris is a little bit much to pay on this slate. I mean, I do think he's in play. Um, definitely not as much as he was when he was 4,900. Sure. And I don't think, you know, a two-goal game is sustainable game in and game out. And that's really – you look at his uh, game log, for all the game log watchers out there, that's really all the production got out of him were from, from those two goals. He didn't really have any crosses. He didn't have any more shots beyond that. And, like, that's fine. He's going to get more involved as the season progresses. Um and two, I think, you know, he's still probably, um, his minutes might be monitored a little bit. So, you know, not quite as big on him as I was last week. Easier matchup and about almost half the price. But um, looking at some of these other guys, I, I do like Jefferson Saverino from RSL. I love that matchup. Uh, RSL at home against Vancouver. Vancouver just looks, uh, looks like they've got some issues right off the bat. And I think RSL could expose that. So, I don't want some exposure, Saverino, Rusnak. Um, even if, uh, you know, on down the line here, even if Sam Johnson happens to start 4,500, I think he came off the bench for 20 minutes or so on opening weekend. Didn't really do too much, but, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, banter about just how, how fast he is, and I think if you got a guy like that in against Vancouver's back line, then um, he could do some damage. So I'm, I'm going to look, look for him in lineups. All right. Um, where are you in the, like Freddie Montero? Um, I'm not even going to compare him to Wando. Um, but like, do you have anybody even kind of in this mid range JD that, that you like? I mean, Montero ended up having a decent game last week. Um, eight and a quarter he's without good. a goal or assist. He's, so he's, uh, he looks really involved. I yeah. think more involved than he did last season. So, or two seasons ago when two, he was yeah. in Vancouver before, yeah. Um, I actually really like the way Vancouver is trying to play. Um, they have a just a pretty much an entirely new lineup trying yeah. to gel together. And I, I know they did have some defensive lapses in the first game, um, and it's concerning. But, I mean, Mark Dos Santos is a great defensive coach, so I think they're going to clean that up relatively quickly. Their center backs are like the three or four of them that they're t trying out there. Probably the quickest group of center backs in the league, or at least one of them. Um, I think they had both the goals too, right, from their defense. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of like how Vancouver's trying to play. I think they're going to play a little more defensive in this one on the road and just try to shore that up, which is why I'd shy away from Montero a little bit. Um, he's in a spot where I'd rather pay up or just pay down and find somebody else. We didn't quite get the production from last that we were hoping for. No, we did not. He, like, especially in the opening minutes, I thought he looked pretty energetic and exciting. They were kind of playing through him a lot, but um, he didn't put up very much of the numbers, and he didn't look all that dangerous. Um, 
in terms of like threatening the goal. So is is Johnson if he gets a start at forty five hundred the cheapest guy you get you guys would consider? I guess there's no VO, right? At forward? Yeah. Yeah, if Novilo goes, I would consider him. I still would consider Lass, okay. just because he's he's cheap, and if you need to plug something in a forward spot, but um, you're probably trying to use the the high price guys that are m- truly attacking midfielders or wingers um, that are midfield forward eligible. You're probably trying to push them into the forward spots, like Ladero, Quintero. Yeah, yep. Is Vaco both? The one guy, yeah, he is. Yeah, Vaco's um, both. The one guy Bruce we Knox not. kind of skipped over, and I can't believe Skyler skipped over him, at least when I was asking about it, is um, his boy Kai Kamara. Kai had a pretty good game last week, uh, and now he's home. Yeah, I just don't love the matchup, though. No, he's at. Uh, oh, no, he's at. He's excuse at me. He's at. You're right. There's no, yeah, like, uh, old I'll... Cascadia hatred in him for this week? I mean, it feels like Kai's one of those guys. It's the journeyman that could have a, a revenge game narrative for like almost against <laughs> anyone. Right? So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I don't love the matchup. I mean, sure he could turn up with a set piece goal or something, but I don't know. I mean, Colorado feels like a wild card right now. I'm kind of interested to see how they do on the road at Seattle. Um, it's big a big result, even though they draw Drew at home in their first game against Portland, but they were man down for majority of that game, um, and so you know coming from two goals down being a man down is pretty impressive. I thought, yeah. um, I'll be it. Yeah. It might be a little bit of an outlier with the, the snow classico or whatever, you, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, that's where I fall with Kai. I'm just, you know, if I can get Elise, if he starts for like two for a hundred bucks more, uh, Baco for 200 bucks less, like those, even a Rudy there that are, yeah, even a Rudy. I mean, I'm still kind of looking to see how, I mean, obviously he's going to, He's going to score goals, but he's, I want to see him get it going with Montreal before I, I buy into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as far as Kai goes, people need to cool it on the Colorado thing. I'd like The last couple years, I've always had to to rain on somebody's parade over to the teams that started hot, like Orlando mm-hmm. or Houston. Houston yeah. um, everyone's talking about Colorado like they're a lock for the playoffs. Give me a break. Like, <laughs> I don't. I really don't see it. Like, they... They should be a contender right on the bubble, but, like, I wouldn't take anything away from week one because that was just a crazy game. Um, and I I really don't know that I would ever favor them in a game other than against, like, FC Cincinnati. Like, who are mm-hmm. you, you going to be really pumped for Colorado's offense to play? Uh, right, pretty much yeah. no one. So, like, I, I don't know. People, I think they just love to – to look at the team that has all kinds of new shiny toys and everyone loves Kai and whatnot. But um, I, I wouldn't get sucked into it. And like Shin Yashiki, he, he seems super awesome in general. Like he was college's leading scorer last year. But like let's not get crazy over the guy tapping a ball in from inside the six-yard box. Like he didn't get <laughs> anything. He was standing there, caught the rebound. Good job being in the right spot. That's what Will Bruins made a career out of. But uh, I was going to say Frank <laughs> Lampard, actually. Yeah, I mean, right so many room. people. So that's that. That is truly half the battle. But like, let's not flip out and start recommending him every time he's like potentially in the fantasy lineup too. Let's see how he plays uh, and has to create for himself and his teammates over a full ninety. Mm-hmm. But Arudi got a ton of praise from Remy Gard after the first game, and he like didn't really jump pop out on my radar at all because of like that box score for fantasy purposes or from the highlights I saw. 
But it, it really sounds like Remy Guard's having him as someone who can take a lot of the pressure off of Piotti. So, like, those are really strong words. And if an MLS coach thinks that about his new forward, um, then I, I'm inclined to at least keep a closer eye on a Rudy and consider using him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Especially if Houston rotates. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Victor Rodriguez before moving to the midfield, but uh, almost the same price as a Rudy is Tidair, who took most of their set pieces last week. Um, I feel like it's he's a good play, but I'm not sure I'd actually play him over Rusnok since who's a hundred dollars more. Where do you how do you guys look at those those two really? Uh Rusnok and Tidair Yeah, yeah, sorry, Rusnok and Tidair. Yeah, I mean Rusnok's the first first player in my lineup, but Tidair's right there behind him. He stuffed the stat sheet last week. Yeah. Um and, and Rusnok did the same um, at Houston, which is where the spot that Tidair is in this week. So I don't know if you want to look at it like that. I mean, obviously they're not not the same player, but um, have a little bit of a similar role in the in regards to like set pieces and stuff. So I like both those guys a lot, but Rusnak uh, edges them out for me, just playing at home. A little bit better matchup, I'd say, at home against Vancouver, but I, I like them both. Yep, couldn't agree more. I think Vaco Tidair is interesting to think about because they're Two hundred dollars apart as well, and mm-hmm. that's that's closer for me. Um, tight air also number one in the Audi Player Index. Oh. I know that everyone's paying attention to that early in the year, but um, yeah, what do you how, have? Like that's uh, how I pick my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> if if you um <laughs> if you play in an Audi Player Index fantasy league where you get points based on that score, tight air is probably going to be pretty good this mm-hmm. week. What did he finish with last week? Like four hundred eighty-six thousand, or was it? <laughs> and then uh, twelve hundred something, I think. That's oh, okay. like Javinko levels. That sounds high. That sounds high, especially since there are guys who score like a four. So um... yeah, the the only reason I know is because they now indicate who had the highest on their team of the week ah. um, graphic. The ever important. What do you think would be harder to figure out, the FMLS pricing system or the Audi index? Uh, the Audi index. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. As much as I'd love to hate on the pricing system, which there's no reason that they shouldn't divulge and just make public, <laughs> um, but for some reason like to keep it a secret anyway. Yeah. It's just what happens. You got to keep some secrets. Um, the guys that kind of fall under that, like I feel like literally everybody in the middle from Tidare. Or if you want to include Vaco and Erickson, Vaco Erickson. But after mm-hmm. that, I feel like I would just go down to Espinosa at thirty five hundred. Yeah, Romario Ibarra's sixty nine hundred. He got a lot of a uh, lot of praise after week one. He's more of a kind of a goal threat that yep. you're looking at. He's not a an accumulator necessarily, at least not in my eyes right now. Um, not enough also... for sixty nine hundred. Right. I also think Miguel Ibarra is an interesting look this week. 4,800. Um, he's like the type of player that could really break San Jose's high-pressure man-marking system and create something. Um, so he might get into one of my lineups if I make like five or six. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're pretty much right. You're dropping down to like the fail harbor range, and I wouldn't go with him either. Ugh. Kellen Acosta, 3,900. The, as long as those two are in the lineup together, they, it just feels like you're 
cutting your production in half for either one of them? Um, who took more set pieces? I think Acosta did. I don't think no, Failhaber took any. Yeah, it was Fail, three to did. two. Oh, any three. Acosta had one cross and one shot, a free kick shot. Uh, so yeah. I Benny wasn't on any direct set pieces as far as I can tell. Not direct, no. Yeah. Okay, and they probably switch corners based on the side. Yeah, which I'm not sure I need, I need to take a half share of the Colorado um, set pieces. That is true, but I will say the Colorado corner kicks are more valuable than most teams' corner kicks because Kai Kamara is in there to head the ball. And Danny Wilson most times. Tommy Speaking of Danny, we need, a, we need a check on our, on our guide. Uh, Daniel over there. And no, sorry, he dropped off, and I was going to pretend <laughs> that he never was actually on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, Dan Daniel yeah, dropped off. I couldn't hear an entire stadium in the background, so I knew as soon as he. Uh, <laughs> he left. He's. Uh, I, thought it, I thought he figured out how to use the mute button. So no, no. See, he. Uh, yeah, he dropped off and said he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't get back on. So I figured we could just make fun of him since he's not here to defend himself, but. Yeah. Um, well, at least he won forty bucks for coming in. <laughs> sorry, sorry, didn't get the get the thousand. Maybe this weekend. Yeah, um, we all were uh, a relatively good performance in DFS last week. I think, even though we gave away all the good, good, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. cheap plays. Yeah. No, I actually, uh, I heard a good bit of feedback um, in our Discord chat, even on Twitter. People um, shoot me messages saying, "Hey, the pod was fire. You, you guys uh, definitely." help line the pocket so i don't know it sounds like we we helped we won some people some money last week and i'm looking at the top guy i, I pulled up the uh the season opener contest the guy that won box scores i mean he literally won by like a quarter of a point but i mean all of the plays that we listed out there espinoza huang and bomb um ladero cantero rusnak Leardon, like that guy had to listen to the podcast. I don't know who it is, um, but I do see up underneath that Everton Matrix. I think that's uh, Martin Wowcow, uh, uh, one of the listeners that has reached out before and just said that hey, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing the love. So no, it's good to hear that we're we're helping some people out. Maybe uh, maybe we can keep it rolling this weekend. There you go. Um, yeah. Do you have a a guy other than Espinoza, like between Espinoza and cause I don't want to consider Acosta or Failhaber. Like it just seems like everyone else is kind of just there. Yeah. You're, you're teeing us up for Huang and bomb at 3,700 again. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how you don't play him again. I mean, I, I guess he's not on set pieces. That's why. Yeah. And, but yeah, although I, but he's I think he might be. Yeah. Inbaum might be on set pieces moving forward, like at times, because I think he has good delivery. Mm-hmm. And he hit like a really nice uh, drilled shot that almost went up or 90 from outside the box. Um, so he's active, he's lively. There's a great clip floating around on Twitter of him like freaking out and pushing his team to press with like just a couple minutes left in the game and like flying around like. <laughs> going to pretty much three straight people with the ball. I don't know if you guys saw that, but like, I I love his energy, um, and I think he's going to be really good. I I don't know that he's going to be great for fantasy because he's not on set pieces. He's not quite as advanced in like a center attacking mid role. He's kind of like just a regular shuttler. Um, so I don't know. At thirty seven hundred, it's kind of hard not to play him again because he did 
put up what like 11 points last week in DFS without set pieces and without a goal or assist. Uh, yeah, I think part of that was an assist. Yeah, he had an assist. Oh, he did have an assist. Okay, hockey assist. Yep. Secondary. Oh, secondary. Yeah. They all count the all right. same in MLS. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he took three shots, three shots, three successful dribbles, and all of his shots were from outside the box. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get fine. it. It's fine. Yeah, Anibal Godoy is right there at 3,700. He had the most passes in the league. He was quite involved. Hmm. That'll help most... you out on uh, ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah oh, and, I'll help um, you out in the uh, showdown, the San long. Jose, Minnesota showdown that I'm sure they'll be dying to, sh- <laughs> to have. Us no, I actually, uh, I, on that note, Andrew, I actually reached out to uh, Burnbach earlier and just said, hey, man, you guys should be doing a showdown slate for like every single MLS game, the way that they stagger these kickoffs. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to trying to pump up a little bit of uh, MLS action in the yeah. lobby, but uh, I doubt that w- would happen. He said, "Yeah, theor- theoretically, then sure." But yeah, um, the good thing is, is that I you get it. I mean, yeah, you just signed us up for fifty dollars GPPs, but thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather them I mean, do yeah. less bigger prize pools, but yeah, I get it. Right. It would be nice if they all filled up and were all huge. Mm-hmm. It would be. It would be. Uh, any midfielders? I feel like we haven't really talked about that many midfielders, but mostly because the forwards are so good and the the cheaper guys make more sense than the middle guys. Yeah, I think the big thing is if you use Jordan Morris, you can load up. The, if you use Morris and Espinosa or Inbaum, you can go with three pretty elite guys. Um, if you want Ladero and Quintero up top, you have to probably go two cheaper mids. So it's kind of a, a Morris versus like higher tier midfielder. Um, you have to pick one or the other, I think. Mm-hmm. It's what it feels like. The only problem with playing uh, like Imbaum and Espinoza is that you then cannot play Rusnak and Tider. Like you run out of spots. I'm not really, like, feeling drawn towards tight air, to be honest. Oh, okay. Like, I know he was really good in week one. Um, but for some reason, I'm, I'm just not totally sold because I think there's enough other places that the offense can be created from that team. Mm-hmm. And, like, tight air had that late run in for that uh, the goal pretty close into the box. But he's not a guy that really gets into the box with extreme frequency. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, he just does so much, though, across the board. I mean, not just attacking stats, but he'll he'll get you some defensive stats here and there, and he's on, it feels like he's got a monopoly on set pieces. Like, I mean... That's the I thing. I'm, what, I'm not convinced he's going to have a monopoly on set pieces. Piotti just can't stay away from them, and Arudi also can take them. Uh, but, yeah, for and, now, in week one, he did. I understand that. Yeah, and last season it was... Uh, it was at Alejandro... I can't think of the guy's name right now, but yeah, he he wasn't in the Silva. starting Silva, lineup. Yeah, yeah, Silva, Silva. So he wasn't in the starting lineup. Uh, I don't know. Did if he he's, leave the team? Gone. Yeah, I he's think he's gone. gone. So he started a Quanquo, who's forty nine hundred this week from Syria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, I have a hard time just full fading tight air, but yeah, I, guess I no. can see where you're going if you're if you're jumping on like Piotti's gonna have the big game that tight air had last week i mean yeah i mean tight air had a goal and an assist and if he doesn't get those he's like a fine play but not like a, a super great play but um i mean he had 
Four shots, 13 points without crosses. without the goal and assist. Four chances created. Right. I mean, he's yeah. active. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, I don't know. You, usually you guys would be shooting me down because he's on the road in Houston. Yeah, I just – it feels like the – and I, I actually um, – I think I mentioned this in our uh, in our Discord chat. Like, I was way more down on Roosnock than I should have been at that price last week. And maybe it was because of the matchup at Houston. Um, but, man, just after seeing what he did on the road at Houston last week, that gives me a little bit more faith in, in Tyder on the road at Houston. So, yeah, and these guys with, with that. These guys with floors and, like, that are pretty much responsible for everything their attack does, I really don't care if they're on the road that much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's obviously yeah. they their ceilings maybe uh, – not maybe. It's usually more limited. But um, they're still, like, really good fantasy plays, especially daily fantasy. So – doesn't concern right. me too much. Okay. Uh, um, I feel like we oops. skipped over some of the RSL options just before we move on to defense. And I know we, we mentioned Bruce Knock, of course, is the guy that jumps out. And um, I think I mentioned Sam Johnson. But, I mean, guys like Damir Krylak or I think I mentioned Saverino earlier. But even a guy like Corey Baird, if he gets starter minutes, like any one of those guys could pop up with a, a big game at home against the Vancouver team. I mentioned this looks really bad to start. So feels like Salt Lake might be looking at this game as like, you know, game to kind of kickstart their season. So you really gonna I like play? those options and GP, GP, oh, GPPs. Okay. I like them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's... I'm not, definitely not cash, but I mean, obviously GPP, you can play anybody. I just feel like you can't just, you can't forget about um, the Corey Bairds and, and Demir Krylaks. Baird should be a forward. That's a little disappointing. Yeah, Baird should be, and I think, I mean, even Espinoza should have four eligibility. I mean, Crylock, according to Opta, yeah, started Krylock in the too. nine, so, like, he should have right. it, too. Yeah, but I, I mean, him and Baird kind of were pretty much in the, the same spots for a lot of the game, so the, I don't think one of them was, like, truly the forward over the other, mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll be fixed uh, by week 15. So. <laughs> right when they get the game logs updated. Um, hey, right. if, you, if you're looking at game logs on DraftKings and don't see anything, why don't you go uh, subscribe to Rotowire? They have all these sortable stats you can download into an Excel file right here that I'm using right now. Yeah, me too. Um, looking at the midfield, there's one guy who's really cheap who jumped out based on just what he did last week. I'll get to him in a minute. But um, the Seattle guys look great again to me. Defenders, you yeah, mean? Yeah, defenders. Okay, defenders, yeah. Leardam, Smith, I'd take either of them easily. Yeah, yeah I'd Smith prefer, like prefer crosses, Smith. I think. Yeah. I think Smith, uh, I'm trying to see here. Yeah, it was that got the goal, so he ended up with more points. But, I mean, Smith had yeah, eight, eight crosses. Created um, a chance. Two successful two dribbles, passes. which is wild. And he had 112 touches, which is fourth in the league. Um, That's a it, lot for a left back. Yeah, I mean, Reto Ziegler had more at center back. And then for Vancouver, John Aris, their defensive midfielder. And then Ladero all had 117, so Smith was fourth. It's a lot of the ball against a terrible opponent, I guess. But um, And then you have Nuhu come on for six minutes and take a corner. <laughs> <laughs> you got 
Ladero has all the corners and then knew who gets his, his cameo at the end and mm-hmm. takes a corner. Why not? Um, yeah. That's why I was the highest priced defender last week because DraftKings knew he'd be on corners. Yeah. And again this week. That's not going right. away. Um, <laughs> who else are you guys looking at? The one that, that jumped out at me just looking at just scores um, in the classic game log watching of non-game logs on DraftKings was San Jose's Marcus Lopez, Marcos Lopez, who had nine and a half points and is 2,900 this week. Yeah. I mean, I think it feels like he's a free space for me. Yeah. Yep. Sold. <laughs> um, he had what? Five, four he had four crosses. Four crosses. And I think four it was all early. Down. It felt like he kind of dropped off in the second half, but the, um, he started off really hot, and I was pumped because mm-hmm. I was like, "This guy's gonna really crush some uh, the GPP for me or whatever cash games yeah. I was in." I'm pretty sure I won every cash game except the one Skyler uh, decided to hit me up on. So oh, wow. uh, no, that was I lost that, by that like what point? <laughs> I lost by like point seven five points or something on a couple uh, to Skyler. I want to play you, man. That, that was we got auto matched. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that, we're we're trading rake. I know that you know. Got to update your block list there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I like seeing how he does every now and then. I try to, I try to match up. Yeah, I try to match up with you when you're really hype on Wando. (laughs) I might slip up and play him in cash. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I know we skipped over him more or less, but I'm definitely gonna have some exposure again this week. I mean, it's, it's, you know that they're going to be picking them out and trying to get the record. So why not against Minnesota at home? It's not like it's the Red Bulls coming to, to San Jose. How many, yeah, Vancouver, how many podcasts Vancouver in a row had, is this now? <laughs> it's a, it's going to be every podcast until it happens. So no, I but, know, but like, that, I mean, just record if you're correlating like Lopez, uh, swinging and crosses, trying to pick out Wando, like, yeah, give me some, some, uh, Lopez and Wando lineups. So oh. Erickson in the mix too. Well, San Jose stack. That's uh, yes, true. <laughs> Come on. And I did, I did note, I think, in my uh, rankings for season long on Rotowire that Minnesota um, are really bad at set pieces, and Wanda's pretty good at uh, getting on the end of set pieces. So. I saw that note. I like that note. And that's, I mean, the, the thing for me, too, just obviously he's, he's trying to equal the record. But you got to believe, like, once he gets that momentum, like, the floodgates could open. I mean, a two-goal game, <laughs> two game is not out of the question. That gives him the record. So I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely still on the, the Wando bandwagon until that happens. And it's not like you said, like, on last week's podcast, it's not like I'm pumping him in every single lineup. But I'm definitely going to put some builds together um, just in case he, he goes, off, goes off and gets that record. Andrew, I, I think what you really should do is you should splice out Skyler talking about Wando each pod and have a separate feed that Skyler doesn't know about that is the Skyler Wando feed. Mm. And then after four years, we could have given Wando this uh, stream of Skyler talking about him as like a gift when he breaks the record. Right, <laughs> right. It'll be 12 hours of him talking about how he'll break the record next week. <laughs> Wanda will be a hundred years old. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, this is it. Joseph Martinez will have already broken the record two years from now. And anyway. <laughs> um, where? So Nick Lima at forty six hundred. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's if you want Lopez and you want to stack San Jose, I mean Lima's 
very good offensive option. He's not afraid to kind of get closer to the box and shoot, I feel like, or um, play a nice little through ball. So he's definitely more expensive than Lopez. I wouldn't use him over Lopez. But um, together, that was... Are you concerned at all that he came off the field early last week? I mean, it was 60, 61 minutes that he got pulled. I don't know if it was just a uh, tactical shift or what. I mean, I, I don't think it was injury, but I was surprised I to see him. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about the injury. I do know he was having a tough time with Piotti. So maybe he was tired. Mm-hmm. So you think it might just be like a one-off and he's, his minutes are secure for... Yeah, so Quintero is more like on the other side. Right? Size, but... Yeah, Quintero is more on the other side of the field with Lopez. So maybe this is the the week that Lima um, pushes up a little more, huh? Yeah, I mean, we know he's, he's capable of jumping yeah. into the attack, so... Um, I'd, I'd definitely roll him out again. I, I think just seeing the 61 minutes, like that makes me pump the brakes a sure. little bit. But. That's enough for the clean sheet if he keeps it, and then he can get off the field. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Calvo is right below him, and Calvo looked like a, a best 11 MLS yeah. defender. I mean, he like straight up was joining the attack like randomly. Um, that's how he scored. And... Um, I don't. I mean, like he's really good. I know he, people kind of hated on him last year for the gaffes when he was a center back and a couple plays where it just looked like he wasn't trying at all. But he came back from um, from the World Cup and looked pretty good. Yeah, like, I've always liked him for yeah. for fantasy. Yeah, and I mean he's a he's playing fullback now, wing back almost, and right. he um, bumps his he's, appeal up even more. Yeah, and he's good on set pieces too. So I I think he brings a lot to the table. Um, and San Jose's aren't a team that like really I would be scared to play him against on or on the road, mm-hmm. but um, also not thrilled at forty five hundred. Pay four hundred more, you got Brad Smith. Um, so I don't know. He's he's just in that weird range. If you need to mix something up, I'd consider him, but I wouldn't love it. Okay, that's fair. Then you scroll. Then you scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah, that's how it feels. Probably down to Mettenire, the other Minnesota fullback, who also started out hot crossing and I thought was going to get up there. And then he just kind of, I don't know, that side of the Minnesota attack just stopped really doing that well. Um, but I think he looks strong. Six crosses is pretty good for yeah. this situation. Yeah, and just, I mean, the matchup at San Jose, a team that's supposedly going to be uh... – pushing the attack like yeah i could see him getting up the field and sending some more crosses in so i like the play of that that price tag 3100 would you say 3200 i don't know why he, yeah. i don't know why he got more expensive in lopez <laughs> but i was just wondering the same thing just take the gift and move on yeah um yeah i mean matt and i and lopez have to be the cheapest guys that you're really looking at i mean they're basically yeah. at the bottom Diallo for Montreal had an assist last week. He's a pretty good center back. Should get you some defensive points. And I think he's a fairly technical center back in terms of MLS standards. So, mm-hmm. oh, we're talking about center backs. Guess who's back in the mix this year? I know it's more of a FMLS play for me, but um, Victor Cabrera is back. Oh. <laughs> Looking at his uh, game log. Uh, day and I mean just back to the same like I think he's gonna be a, a bonus point magnet again if uh, the matchup's right so yeah well that was against a sloppy attack for the most part but um I told you guys Montreal was I told you Montreal was gonna go in there and uh, do pretty well or at least or 
probably win. Mm-hmm. And uh, they look pretty good. Man, that is a pretty good line, though, Skyler. Two shots, four interceptions, three tackles, and a foul drawn. Yeah. He's a red card waiting to happen, though. Yeah. He is. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm happy to see him back, at least for fantasy MLS purposes, not so much DraftKings. But, I mean, even on DraftKings, like, he can pile up the defensive points for cheap. <clears throat> yeah. Vancouver, I think they – I mean, their center backs both scored goals last week. Um, pretty sure. Godoy definitely did, and the other one was um, uh, for San Jose. Daniel Henry, no, for Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah, Henry and Godoy both had goals. They were the two center backs. I don't think RSL are very good at defending set pieces, especially if Justin Glad is still out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you really are just playing for the goal, Godoy is twenty eight hundred. Daniel Henry is three thousand. Um, you could do worse than that for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Ramondo's a short guy. Um, Beckerman like doesn't really have the hops that he used to, so I don't really know who's defending set pieces from RSL. Okay, that's fair. Um, goalkeeper, any opinions whatsoever? I see Tim Howard is the cheapest one available, which I think is going to happen quite a bit. <laughs> He was in the team of the week, even though he let up three goals. <laughs> Is he that had his like contract? what, like seven, seven or eight saves? One was a saved penalty. Yeah. Um, Evan Bush looks all right at forty-four hundred. If we think Houston might be a little, yep. Uh, That's who I heard or whatnot from Champions League. Mm-hmm. That's who I've got right now, and I I wouldn't mind Joe Willis if Houston trot out a pretty good lineup. Oh, Willis is actually, yeah. He's actually looked really good to start the season, both in CCL and last week, I thought. Mm-hmm. Or you pay up for Stefan Fry and call it a day. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, even Nick Romando is not a bad play because I think Salt Lake get the win here. Um, maybe he concedes, but I don't know. He, he has, like, all the goalkeeping records. So let's get a, a Romando and, and Wando veterans lineup build going. Chad Marshall in the mix back there. But do you and, even need Ramondo since he already has the record? <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a play on the matchup. I, I feel like uh, Salt Lake get the job done here. It's just I feel like yeah, if you've got the extra hundred bucks, you, you're paying up for Fry if you're paying all the way up. But yeah, I don't know. I might throw uh, Ramondo lineup together just because I think he'll be the under own of the two for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't help to just pepper the slate with all the different goalies you think could could do well <laughs> right i mean like goalies are so random that's where you get an advantage is if your gpp has a guy that for whatever reason everybody else thought oh i'll pay a hundred more for Stephen fry mm-hmm. so like right. that that's honestly one of the biggest places you can get an advantage in a gpp when everyone's relatively sharp is like right. It seems goalkeeper just throw in lineups with a couple different ones, and for some reason, some people pick one and yeah, just and throw then if he tanks, their whole lineup screwed. Yeah, like I did with Vega last week. I pretty much exclusively used him. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out at all. Time to learn from the lesson. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We'll see. Okay. Uh, did we miss anything? No, I mean keeper. There's other guys we could mention, but everyone else is can pick out the eight starters and 
Yeah, and there's only eight to pick from, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. And they're not good ones, really. Like, this is one of the roughest slates of the year in terms of like exciting or quality teams. Over half these teams could easily not make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, Cincy keeper ended on. Obviously, he gave up four goals last week, but he was having to turn away shots left and right. So <laughs> I'm sure he probably ended up positive on. Seattle had nine shots points. on goal. Yeah, yeah they had so nine, nine uh, shots on goal. So what did he? He probably ended up with like what four, something like that. Is that? Are we trying to say I that's don't good? Know. I mean. I mean, it's not good, but it's like thirty nine hundred or min price. Like, if he if Timmy saves an extra one of those, there's a six six seven point game out of him for minimum price. Fry, that's what Fry had last week. He had seven points because he gave up that banger of a goal for FC Cincy's first yeah, ever goal. That killed my season long team. Uh, Give me a break with that yeah, goal. Your season long team, man. Rough, rough right out of the gate. Yeah, not great. That's what happens when we when we pivot on the podcast to talk about DraftKings instead of season long. <laughs> all the gusto is gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just one week, but everyone else does have a, a much nicer budget than I do. I feel like Andrew from last year. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even check lineups last week because we were moving, but I think I might have finished ahead of you anyway. <laughs> I'm at. Uh, I'm trying to. All right, it's a long. Here. It's a long season. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't expect this to continue, but yeah, I'm at. Uh, this one's actually short. One three or something like that. Yeah, it's long enough that I'm going to get ahead, of Andrew, at least. Oh, I mean, it'll happen this week, so let's not. <laughs> let's not pretend I have a hold on this. Anyway, anybody any follow up questions for these guys? You can find them on Twitter. Uh, JD is at DFS MLS. Skyler is at DraftKicks. Uh, as we mentioned, they're in the RotoWire. Uh, DFS Soccer Discord as well. If you're a subscriber and would like to get in, just go to rotowire.com slash chat and one button and you're in. Gentlemen, thank you for that and uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.